Welcome to Plateau Partners Pulse, a podcast that is about business networking and ideas. I am here with someone that I think is such a nice man. Now, I know that that may seem like the kiss of death, but like not everybody is a nice man. You're a nice man. So I am here with Pierre Frevol. Now you say it. Did I say it correctly? Pretty well, yes. Pierre Frevol. Yeah. And with a French accent. <laughs> right, exactly. Pierre Frevol. <laughs> anyway, Pierre is amazing. He is, I mean, it. that sounds like a bad thing. I suppose when you're young and dating, you don't want to be a nice guy, but, you know, you're older and you're not dating and that's a good thing. So, um, Pierre, tell us what your business name is. So my business name is Full Rev Photography, which anyone can, no one can say it anyway. So uh, Full Rev. <laughs> full Rev. Yes. I got it. It's, yeah. it's your name and it's mixed around. Yeah. I can say it. I get it. It's you're playing with your name. Yep. That's an anagram of my last name. Yes. Very, very clever. You're very clever. See, he's nice and he's clever. So tell me about your business. So I own and run a photo studio in uh, downtown Issaquah. So actually on Front Street, above Vinobella. For everyone knows Vinobella in Issaquah. So it's on second floor. It's a photo studio that's focused just on photographing people. So I do uh, headshots and I do portraits. Yes, you do. You've done some amazing portraits. I love some of the portraits that you've done, but we'll talk more about that later. So how long have you been in BNI? I've been in BNI for now, I think six years, but 18 months with this chapter. Great chapter. So I really enjoy working in this, oh, being in this chapter. Awesome. Like, hold your thoughts because <laughs> we'll get into what makes our chapter special in a minute. But what do you appreciate generally about BNI and what it offers you? Well, you know, uh, I work on my own, so I, I am a solopreneur. That's the word, I think. And I appreciate being with, uh, with other people. Uh, spending time in a non-competitive environment, being able to discuss business, being able to have uh, personal interactions with people, just kind of a, a friendly way, and um, and you know it creates some accountability to in in the, in the process in my business also, which is pretty good. Yes, especially as a solopreneur. I mean, yeah. that's I relate to that especially. It's one of the reasons why even before I was ready to join BNI in theory. I knew from my time working with Bruce that it would be an accountability partner for me mm-hmm. and that I would have the support of everybody. So back to why you love our chapter. You've been with our chapter for 18 months and we're certainly not dissing past chapters, but what do you think makes our chapter unique or special? There's what we are about 50, something like that. Mm-hmm. I think it's 50 different stories, 15 different people, 15. So it, there's a lot of things to discover. You have the chance to interact with uh, many people with many backgrounds. Sorry, I'm, I'm just missing uh, technical words from background. <laughs> well, I mean, you are translating everything in your head from French to English. So I think you're doing pretty well because if the, if the reverse were true of me, I'd be like, we. Oui. Wee, 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 <laughs> all the way home. <laughs> so don't Thank be you. hard on yourself. Um, yeah, the, the different backgrounds that everybody has yes. and the story that they bring. I agree. That's a really awesome thing. Plus there's me. Yes. I, and keep, the, the I keep 
<laughs> telling everybody to mention me and people are not. It's and, fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you're doing a fantastic job as a, as a president for this chapter. So oh, really appreciate it. Uh, don't stop. JD did, did, <laughs> JD did a great job before you and you did even better. So Oh, hear that, JD? <laughs> Woof, mic drop. Okay, so the words like, know, and trust, as you know, they are words that are very associated with BNI, also the phrase giver's gain. But I really like the idea of finding words that you think describe and represent you and or your business. So what would you say are your three words? I would say the, the first one would be listening because I'm really trying to be open to, to people and understand what they want. And, and uh, that's my also my, my back, background in, uh, in before I was photographer. Uh, scientific because I like to be a, it's not just about science, but it's about the, a scientific approach to things. So trying to make, you know, things reasonable, trying to find a, a process that works best and may improve things. And then I, the last thing would be artistic. Mm-hmm. So trying to find, you know, the, the nicest way to do things. Right. Well, and I think that you and I have had this conversation before, or maybe I've just conversed at you. I don't know. This is why I, this is why I like you. And I think you're a nice guy because you listen and I talk. So it's, it's really nice. But we've talked about how photography more than any other medium in art, it brings in the scientific and it's why some people would argue that maybe it's not considered a fine art. I, of course, disagree wholeheartedly, but there is a certain science to it. And mm-hmm. um, and for the types of photographs that you take, I think that's a really important thing, which again, we'll get into that as we go on. So tell me something that your clients or that someone may not know about you. So I've been traveling a lot, not recently, but for, for different reasons, but I've been able to visit 49 countries which is pretty nice. Wow. But I have some genes for that. My father uh, has been uh, traveling uh, since 79 countries. And at the time where it was not that easy, so it was USSR. At the time it was USSR, it was uh, closed China when uh, it was just kind of all this this country. So I have a family. My parents have been heavy travelers and uh, I still have to catch up with them, to do with them. You've got time. I got time. You've got time. That's that's amazing. That's my project. (laughs) Well, and you've got a daughter that's in France and it makes it easier for, you know, when you're in the United States, you know, Mm -hmm. you can go to Canada and you can go maybe to Mexico and South America, but it's a little bit more difficult to, you know, you can to states, but not countries. But when yeah. you're in France or you're, you know, in Europe, it's a little bit easier. Yeah, it's much easier to to travel uh, around. And uh, I, I'm still a dual citizen, so I can still uh, I can travel easily. I don't have a barriers of you know passport. I have two passports, two the two best passports, the US and the European uh, Union, That's... so I can travel basically everywhere. So it's not that, that's not the, the constraint. The constraint is you know it's kind of. Uh, Short vacation here, and uh, it's about the, you know, the health of my parents in France. So I need to get there more than anything else. Yeah, I, I hear that. As your parents age, it's important to connect with them while you can. Mm-hmm. So, okay, now share um, some of your top most frequently asked questions. I mean, so, I, I know what mine would be for you. <laughs> like, can you make me look like Christy Brinkley in the early 80s cover of Sports Illustrated? But why don't we hear what well, you that, have that's, to say? That's a very common question. It's a little bit different from but the, the question. The way I, I hear it is often is, I'm not photogenic. Uh, can you do something for me? 
And yes, <laughs> the answer is yes. The answer is no one is not photogenic. Some people are better looking than others. That's obvious. There's no, no, no discussion about that. But no one, everyone is photogenic. It's just a matter of feeling confident in front of the camera. As a photographer, that's my job to make you feel confident in front of the camera and making you feel good and, uh, and making sure you love the results. So other questions is similar, but can you make me look thinner? And yes, actually, you know, the, they say the, the, the camera adds uh, 10 pounds to you. Actually, you know, it's not, it's not true that working with the light, the posture and these kind of things can make you look, look much, uh, not much thinner, but thinner than, than you, not thinner than you are, but the, the best it's of the best yourself. Yeah. Right. Well, and I think that it's also not all up to you. There are tricks mm-hmm. that you can do, as you say, with the light and angles and things like that. But it also, to your point, is posture. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you have a defeatist posture that is, you know, slumped over, then you're not, you know, as I start to sit up straighter and straighter (laughs) right now. And and also, you know, what you choose to wear and things like that, all of those things um, come into play. But, you know, but that's important. And then um, in in the digital age... So yes, people ask me a lot if people, if I say digital images, and obviously I do because that's what people want. Uh, but uh, uh, but I really insist. For, depends for what the, the product. If it's a portrait, I really insist people get prints. And even if they buy a digital image in a portrait session, I give them prints, even if it's in a small prints. But I give them prints because prints has a different value, a different effect on people. A print is more permanent. It's more visible, and it. You know, even if you have digital image, you want print it. So uh, print larger, frame it. It's it's worth it's worth it. I agree. I mean, again, you and I have had so many different conversations, and having a dad that was a photographer, mm-hmm. the a print is just it feels more intimate and it evokes just like a feeling. And it's and amazing. you know, if it's digital, it's basically lost in. Uh, in a sea of uh, bits, <laughs> when, right, right, know, in a cloud of bits, man. Sorry, somewhere. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you probably will see it uh, once every ten years and say, "Oh, yeah, that's in this picture. Oh, I liked it." So, right, exactly. And it's, it's basically useless. Become useless in the, in the process. It doesn't have that same longevity. Now, what I would, I personally would consider the most important question: What is your favorite curse word? You want to know? Can I say it in French? You may, please. I may not even have to bleep it then. What is it? Oh, that, that, the way in which you said it, I think there was some involved there. Isn't Yes. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> hey, I know the important French words. Okay, we are going to take a break. And when we come back, we will talk some more with Pierre of Full Rev Photography. Be right back. Why, Airman? Because when you're ready to go, you want to get there safely, on time, and at a competitive price. Airman Transportation is a family-owned business committed to outstanding service. Their drivers are licensed chauffeurs who are thoroughly background-checked and randomly drug-tested. All Airman vehicles are commercially insured, permitted, clean and disinfected for your safety. Whether headed to the airport for travel across country or across the city for a night on the town, Airman Transportation gets you there. To request a quote, go to airmantransportation.com. Welcome back to Plateau Partners Pulse. I am sitting here with Pierre and we were discussing curses during the break. 
because, you know, how do you not? And um, now I want to talk about in something that is the elephant in every room these days. So in the day and age of everyone having a phone that has a camera and one of the selling features of phones these days is always, you know, and the camera's better and it's better and it's better and it's better. And, and, you know, so everyone is now a photographer. So given that, why do you need a professional photographer? Like now, just so we're clear, I know the answer, but let's, let's tell the listeners so they know. So uh, everyone is a photographer. Everyone is a videographer. There's no doubt about that. They're just uh, different use of photographies. I can see four different use of photography. The first one is memorizing, documenting. So that's the, the basic, the most mundane use. So, you know, you take a picture of your of your spot on the parking lot and that's, you know, helps you find your car back. You you all the time. Yeah, exactly. Everyone doing that. So, uh, but it's also, you know, journalists for uh, photographing uh, uh, whatever the, an event and uh, just to, to have some photos to illustrate and a Vacation. Uh, kind of so everyone is doing that. And uh, there is no real value of professional photography in that space. There is also, at the other end of the spectrum, there is an artistic expression. Mm-hmm. So when you take uh, abstract photos or you do uh, double impression, all this kind of approach to, to photography, which is pure artistic expression. There is nothing in between. So in between these two, there is a couple of uh, areas where the professional photographers can help you. Okay. The first one is... Celebration. So, so you want to celebrate a person or celebrate something special. So it might be a person, it might be the landscape, right? You take a beautiful picture of a landscape. So it's a bit artistic. It's a little bit documenting, but it's by itself something different. It's just kind of, it's a celebration of something of, of someone. Okay. So it's, it's, um, it could be a, a milestone of sorts. So like you, um, bought a piece of property and you want to take a picture of it or, um, you know, for weddings. Portrait, like. Yes, wedding is obviously a, a celebration by itself. So in a wedding, you will find all sort of photographies. It covers from the the recording of the events to the the, the more artistic ones, where it's more like celebration of the couple and mm-hmm. and and the events. Yes, but it might be you know uh, someone taking a photo of a high school senior, for example. You know, you're celebrating the life of the the senior, the, his, his achievement, but your achievement as a parents, <laughs> making him going that fast and. Uh, and they're seeing him going further in uh, in space. So it's a, you, you do that because you're celebrating someone or something. Yes, right? you'll be taking Charlie's picture. I'm very excited about <laughs> yes. it. Yes. And the last use of photography is communication. And that's why, you know, photography or videography for, for that purpose has been used in uh, marketing for a lot because it, it's a very powerful tool to, to communicate because it's, uh, as opposed to language, you know, it, it goes straight to the to the brain without filter. So when you're using a picture of an image, you're able to, to talk to the person without, you know, uh, the, all the filters that the, the person may have. And uh, you can give a, a very powerful message. So photography is used as a, as a communication tool. That's why, you know, commercial photography is, is, is pretty, still pretty big. And uh, what I do a lot is a headshot photography. Mm-hmm. And I was going to say that because I obviously know that you do headshots, what's interesting is that you would think that as we talk about, you know, milestones, that if you get a picture taken, a headshot, that it would fall into the former category of, you know, oh, I'm having my picture taken for posterity or whatever. But no, actually, that's not true. It's the latter, which is that 
you are taking it because it's in the sense a marketing tool or an advertisement of who you are. It's a pure marketing tool. Yes. And that's what, what it should be. You shouldn't, you know, I know some photographer confuse that and then you and say, yeah, yeah, it's a portrait and a headshot is the same thing. No, it's not. With a headshot, you are trying to tell something about who you are, who you want to be and, it's kind of, and, and that kind of stuff. Well, portraits, you're, you're not, you're, it's, you do a portrait for yourself, basically, you know, portrait is for yourself or for someone close to you or something like that. It's very intimate. Mm -hmm. A headshot is something you, it's a public image of you. So it's not about uh, everything about you. It's just like, you know, you're, you're not the same person when you are with your family than you are with the, in the business world, right? I think I'm an anomaly in that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think I'm one of the few people because I haven't, I didn't get the memo that, you know, <laughs> but yes. You're, you're super I friendly and, and, and I don't, I, but I don't know you are in your family. So I, wanna, I would not comment <laughs> I'm on that. Friendly. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. Well, but. one of the things that, you know, I've gone through, I've seen what you do in your process when you're going uh -huh. to take someone's headshot. And one of the things that really struck me is the process that you have someone go through and you almost have a, I don't know, a quiz of sorts where you're showing pictures, different headshots mm -hmm. and, you know, trying to get a sense of, you know, okay, what's your visceral reaction when you see this flash on mm -hmm. the screen? You know, do you want this person to lead you off a deserted island and things <laughs> like that? And it's funny, you know, when you first bring up what this exercise is going to be, you think, I, I'm not going to have an opinion on this. This is sort of, I don't, I don't get it. And before I knew it, I was like, well, that idiot's not going to be able to lead me out of a paper bag. <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's amazing, actually, when you start looking at the pictures for what they are and their purpose, how much you do have a reaction. They measure the, how long does it take for, for people to form an impression on someone based on the pictures. And after one-tenth of a second, your, your opinion doesn't change. So one-tenth of a second or ten seconds, your opinion doesn't change. Or 15 seconds or one minute or whatever. So in one tenth of a second, you made an opinion. And just to give you a reference, because one tenth of a second, you know, when, when we're in a world where we talk about milliseconds and mm -hmm. blah, 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 one tenth of a second is basically four times longer than it takes you to blink. So a blink takes you four tenths of a second. So it's wow. very short. It takes you half a second to decide that you need to move your feet, your feet right? From the, the information to go from your brain to your feet, it takes half a second. So in the human world, a tenth of seconds means that, you know, there is no, that, that's why I say there's no filter. So it's an instinctive reaction. It's just, it's a, it's a survival skill, really. So sure. what, what, do you, what do you want to trust and, uh, when you see someone ready to trust or not? Well, and then you have essentially a bias then. So if you, if oh, yeah. you have, you know, it's, I, I guess it's the premise behind the show, The Voice, right? Yeah. So that there's not a bias about how the person looks and a set expectation. So then conversely, if you see this picture of someone, then you're going to have a preconceived notion of who they are. Like, you know, the guy that I said looks like an idiot that mm -hmm. couldn't lead me out of a paper bag. He may actually be the more qualified person. However, I, I got that impression very quickly mm -hmm. and therefore dismissed whatever his credentials are. Yes. And that's, there, there was a very fascinating study when they, they show picture of a uh, LinkedIn profile of, uh, of people and uh, with different, different pictures of different people. So, 
and they they ask people or oh, credible and uh, and question or qualify that person is based on the LinkedIn profile. So they didn't tell them to look at the picture or not that the picture was there and they rotate the pictures. And the results were completely different. The judgment was completely different based on the picture. And the judgment was more related to the picture than to the content of the the LinkedIn page. So interesting. Not surprising though. I mean, we are such a visual, you know, it's, I think it's why Instagram has done so well. It's, you know, advertisements, as you say, you know, you have such a, such a strong, natural, visceral reaction to things. It's why, you know, pictures of war, you know, when Life Magazine was out and those pictures, you know, would come out of situations, you know, it was like, oh my gosh. So, so. And, 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 you know, the one good example of that is, you know, the, 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 Dating app, uh, I don't remember. The, oh, uh, Match. No, not Match. The other. Um, oh, I'm trying to think of what they're all called. Um, there's so many of them. Oh, Tinder. Tinder, yeah. Tinder. No, uh, Tinder. Tinder is interesting because you know that's basically the, 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 they push the concept to the to the limit, right? You see a picture, you say yes, no. You just don't don't really text anything. Just uh, based on picture, you say yes or no, and that's it, and you move on. It's true. Uh, wow. They they push the the, the the decide to the limit, and you know in some way you know you can cr- criticize that, but that's the way our brain works anyway. So let's well, not and you are taking pretending. in a lot more than you realize. <laughs> like you know, are you sitting there and you're you know like do you have a beer in your hand and are you wearing like a blazer and shorts uh-huh. like a, you know like as my daughter calls them like a chad or uh-huh. you know are you holding a puppy and a baby which you know uh-huh. women are going to be like oh my god puppies and babies. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, you know, you can take in a lot more than you think Yes. Um, in that split second, or I should say it's not a split second, but so a lot of photographers, that's something that they start being interested in, as you say, either on the spectrum of, you know, they do artistic or they do, you know, more celebratory or sort of that um, technical side mm-hmm. of things. You did not start out that way. No. <laughs> I mean, you know, you've had an interest in this for a really long time, but you came at this relatively later. Yeah, I, I came to that uh, pretty late. Uh, I've always been, you know, uh, attracted by photography, the, the artistic part. And I love doing street photography and I love doing uh, abstract photography and all, all that. Uh, so I've done that all my life. When I had the younger kids, I was happy to photograph my kids and and, this kind of, and all this kind of thing. But while I was doing that, I was working in uh, for a big company here uh, and in France, the same company, uh, Microsoft, not to mention it. And um, <laughs> my role there was really, I was in the pro- in product management uh, functions and my role was really to be the voice of the customer, especially when I was uh, here in Redmond. So trying to f- to represent what the, the best interest in the customer, what the customer was trying to say to us and uh, communicate that and share that with the product team, making sure that the customer are heard and we make products that works for them. Mm-hmm. So that's my background. My background, And uh, so that I bring that in my, in my, when I started doing photography, I just try to bring that, you know, that, that approaches, that research approaches, scientific approaches, listening to customers and trying to understand what, what customers uh, want, but also what can we do and uh, how can we do things better? Okay, well, and th- that approach, uh, to my photography business. And uh, I realized that's when I start realizing, you know, that's kind of being a professional photographer has nothing to do with what I did with my kids and uh, nothing to do with what uh, I did in my artistic project. That's Mm -hmm. the two other parts I think celebrate and communicate. Mm -hmm. And that's what being a professional photographer is. Well, and I also think that it's interesting that 
there are some photographers that, you know, consider doing headshots, you know, there, it's not something that they love to do. Whereas you, that's, I mean, you prefer that you love doing them. I love, uh, yes. I, lo- I love doing headshots. Um, I love doing portraits too. I love doing headshots, uh, in a way because that's, uh, that's a, a very in- intimate process. Mm-hmm. So when you photograph a person one-to-one, uh, pretty close. So you're probably further away than, uh, than I am with the, the, my, my, my subjects when I do headshots. So, and then in between you and me, there would be, you know, huge lights and then there will be my camera and this kind of thing. So it's pretty intimidating for, for someone. So the, the person is very vulnerable, I would say. Mm-hmm. Very vulnerable. Yeah. So the person is very vulnerable. And uh, I, I need them to, to bring them to be, make sure they are confident and this kind of thing. So we have discussion, we discuss, we have fun, we have everything to make, you know, the, the process nice for them and uh, to make uh, and to make a friendly discussion and i really try to make people think about what makes them happy because that's what makes them smile mm-hmm. and that's what i need them to do to do headshots so and that we have uh, people are happy with that because people love to to talk about what makes them happy right of course um and so i i love you know having that, that kind of experience and i love seeing people you know seeing the, the, their pictures and sometimes you know people think well People who came to me, you know, I'm not photogenic. I don't like any picture of me. And then, you know, buying 10 or, 10 or 12 pictures at the end because they love so many pictures of, of themselves. Right. That's fantastic. You know, that's that's very gratifying for me. Well, and I, you know, I to the point that you made about your subjects feeling like they're vulnerable. I mean, I think so many of us feel like when our picture's taken, it's like we're on a cliff. I mean, it's mm-hmm. one thing when you're with your friends and you're having, you know, your picture taken or you're doing a selfie or you can just like delete that one, delete that mm-hmm. one, delete that one. But when you're there for the purpose of that, you know, it's like you're on this, as, as you said, there's a distance between you and the subject and mm-hmm. you feel like you're on a precipice and you're like, is there a safety net? And the thing is, you are the safety net. You're making the person feel comfortable. And what you are doing is you're helping them see that what you are doing is not in that moment capturing, you know, this is not an artistic endeavor. It's not about creating a memory. It's about capturing their essence Yes, and having them show up and recognize that the reason that they like that picture is because you have captured them in their best self. Yes. So good. Okay. We're going to take a quick break because like, I mean, that is a mic drop right there. I'm just saying. (laughs) So let's take a quick break and then we'll come back and talk more with Pierre. Want to network with our members in person? Join our weekly Plateau Partners meeting Fridays at 8.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. You'll have a chance to meet and network with our members, hear about their businesses, learn more about our featured speakers, and see how a BNI meeting works. Our meetings are uniquely different because while we take our business seriously, we definitely don't take ourselves seriously. Text BNIPPINFO to 55678 or go to BNINW.com and search for Plateau Partners. So we are back with Pierre Frivol. 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 Yes. Okay. I, I, every time I find it like a personal thing to be able to get it right because I just, it's a respect thing here. 
And like I said, you're a nice guy. So we have been talking about photography. We have talked a bit about the functions of photography. As you say, there's kind of the two spectrums of the artistic side and the creating memory side. And then, of course, there's the celebrations. And then the communication piece is really your sweet spot. And especially communicating, you know, through headshots and that kind of thing. And we also talked about how important it is to have a good headshot because people make snap judgments. Mm -hmm. That said, I know that you do other things as well. You will be taking my headshot, which I am freaking out about. (laughs) And, you you know, I know I can talk a good game while I'm sitting here across from you. But, you know, I when I talk about feeling that vulnerability and being on the precipice of a cliff, that's what I feel like because I have joked, which it's not a joke, but I have said that I have like a reverse eating disorder. Like I look in the mirror and I see like a thin, I'm fine. It's good. And then I see a picture of myself and I'm like, oh, oh, that's not good. So I have this like reverse thing that most people have. And yet I know that you're going to do a great job and that that's something that I can trust you to do. And then as I mentioned at the top of the episode, you will be taking my son's senior portrait. And so talk to me about doing senior portraits. I love doing senior portraits because I really like working one-on-one with someone. And senior portrait is a great opportunity. It's not the only one, it's a, but it's a great opportunity. So a senior portrait, I really try to, when I do senior portrait, I really try to understand who the person is, their high school senior. And I really try to, to capture who they are. You know, my tagline is... Uh, Capturing personalities and emotions. Mm-hmm. Emotions is, I use emotions a lot when I'm trying to work with, with families mm-hmm. because that's, that's what makes a family a family. But I'm trying to capture personalities and to understand personalities, especially someone, a teenager, is really trying to know that person, know what his interest, what he wants to do, what, or he see the world. And then, you know, is trying to, to create that image of me, trying to find the environment that will reflect that. Mm-hmm. I think it's very important and trying it's a discussion it's a it's a discussion with a teenager so where does he see himself in the future or do he see, do he see himself a more urban a more uh, a more natural guy and mm-hmm. uh, hear people are old and see themselves in, as natural people so that's good we have this discussion and with this discussion uh, when we we start we meet for a session so the, the session itself is kind of unlimited in time so it's not really unlimited because it won't, it won't work. Right, but um, I don't have a set schedule. I don't have to say, well, it's not one hour and you have one outfit change. So all that is discussed before the, the before the sessions. You know, if someone say, well, you know, I want to to have a photo with my uh, football outgears and scouting. So we can discuss, you know, the number of, but that doesn't play into the session, into the session costs or, or anything like that. But we try to do, to make uh, the session that works really, that's really specific to every, every uh, high school senior to make it a celebration really of that person and uh, what he wants to do and what he's been doing and his accomplishment. And, and, and so that's why we're trying to do. Yeah. It's an interesting intersection of, you know, these kids and kind of a snapshot of where they are, you know, they may look back in 30 years and be like, oh my gosh, look, there I am with my, you know, my French horn in a field with a balloon. And, you know, holy cow, I never played the French horn again. Yeah, And, um, but it's a moment in time. 
But it also may be like, oh my gosh, look at me. I'm the first seat in, you know, a symphony somewhere. And this also was foreshadowing of what my future would hold. So it becomes this interesting intersection. So how involved do parents get in that? Well, they're involved in, in two phases. The first one is when we have the discussion. So I, uh, again, you know, the high school senior portrait is a celebration of the, the kids is himself, but it's also a celebration of the parents, I think. So that's one area they're involved. Second area where they're involved is at the end when they decide which image to buy. Obviously, they're the one paying typically. But sometimes some parents won't, and I offer that. I'm happy to offer that to be part of the, the session themselves. So to have some photo with them, taken with them also too. But I imagine you need to suggest nicely that the parents perhaps, you know, wait over here. Because for you to create that trust with the the kid. Yes, so... I can't tell parents not to be here of because course. if the kid is a minor, I, you know, for legal issues and this kind of things, I can't ask them that. But encouraging them to let them have their kids yes. have autonomy. Yes. You know, that's what I'm saying. Like, of course, you're going to have the parents going to be there, and especially if there's outfit changes, which girls so often do that. I mean, that all makes sense. But I guess I am as a mother of four kids, I'm encouraging listeners to let their kids, you know, determine some of this and have some autonomy. Well, yeah, see, they, they should they should have uh, as much autonomy as possible. So if you go with me with your son, you know, I probably will see that I, I'm, I will talk with your son uh, all the time. Mm-hmm. And you'll probably left you behind. Unless when when he's changing or something like that, then I will talk with you. Yep. And we'll be having a discussion with you. So I will focus completely on, on, on the teenager. And then if, you, if the parents is a little bit too involved in the process, I just ask them to do something. So... To all the reflector that doesn't do anything, but that keep them busy. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, and the other thing that I would say is I think that one thing that I would suggest to listeners out there that are considering doing this kind of thing, one thing that we learned with our son, Will, is that when he had his senior portrait done, and it was not with you, it was before I knew you, and I regret the fact that in the photo session that we didn't have a more sort of formal headshot taken so that when he started joining his consulting club and when he joined his business fraternity, he didn't have a decent headshot. So for people listening out there, I would encourage you to also think about, you know, having besides the the fun senior portrait, consider having a headshot session as well. And maybe mom and dad, if you're working, get your headshot done at the same time. Because, Not at the same time, but yeah. But you know, like <laughs> it's it's a reminder because yeah. The kids, you know, having a decent headshot as they head off to college is something that's really valuable if they join a sorority or a fraternity or a club of some kind. So depending on the high school, some high school also requests have a pretty strict requirements on the, on the photo they need to have on, on the yearbook. And I think uh, mm-hmm. by memory, it's uh, Issaquah High School, they have the, the strictest oh, of requirement. Course. Uh, but all other high school don't have any requirements. But some some high school have very strict requirements. So it should need to be kind of professional headshots or something that you could use as a student pro headshot, professional headshots. Mm-hmm. Okay. The last thing that I want to talk about before um, we close out is, and of course you wouldn't bring it up because again you're a nice guy, but you do a lot of pro bono work. 
And um, exactly, see, he's being shy about it. You participated in the, what was it? The 10 million headshots? 10 million. 10,000. 10,000. 10, I don't know. I mean, um, 10,000 headshots, which took place during COVID for people that were out of work and that might need a new headshot as they are embarking on pivoting with their career or, you know, starting. And then you also do work with Solmination. So Solmination, yes. Yep. And um, why don't you talk a little bit about that? And I do work with the YWCA also mm-hmm. every year. One thing that brought me to photography is, uh, is a picture of my brother. Uh, my brother died uh, four days before I was born. And he was buried the day I was born. That photo of my brother, that's probably the only picture that my parents have, is still in my in their, in their bedroom and it's still uh, saying something. So I had this idea that photos, pretty early but pretty vaguely, that a photo can have a strong impact in people's life, mm-hmm. in my life, in the life of my parents, uh, because that's the only, this image is the only thing I know from my, from my brother. Sure. Um, May I ask, how old was your brother? Three years old when he died. Okay. Uh, it's rough. I mean, that's just, that uh, leaves an impact. Yes. And so that, that's what brought me, you know, to, to professional photography because I'm, I'm, I'm pretty convinced that photos can have a very positive impact on, on people. And uh, knowing that, you know, I'm, I'm happy to provide that positive impact for people who can afford my services. And that's a YWCA where I do family portraits uh, every year. That's uh, the solemnation for, for family with the, uh, uh, kids who are sick in at the children's hospital, sick or dying in the children's hospital. That's with the f- uh, free headshots for people who have been out of uh, out of work for some time due to COVID nineteen or the other cause. Actually, it doesn't matter. It didn't matter. Um, and it's about helping helping people with what I do, what I know to do and what I do well. So, yeah, I think it's amazing. I. Years ago, I had a cookie business and I had the opportunity to make cookies for actually a funeral. And I remember at the time it was Christmas and I felt like the little drummer boy. And it was this idea that, you know, whatever it is that your gifts are, it's the only thing that you can think to do in the face of something that is big, whether it's poverty, whether it's the threat of losing your child, whether it's being out of work or whatever it is, this idea that you can share your gifts in service to others, mm-hmm. that's the best yeah. thing that you can do. Yes. I so, agree. Kudos to you. I think it's amazing. So Thank Thank if somebody would like to have their portrait done, their headshot done, a senior portrait done, a family photo done, if they want to get in touch with you, how do they get in touch with you? The best way I would say is uh, is go to my website, fallrev.com, F-O-L-R-E-V.com. And uh, there you can, you know, uh, see what I do. The, the, if you like the work I do, because it is important, you need to like what I do, the, my style. And then you will find the contact information. You will be able to book online some uh, consultation or even for iChat straight, you know, you can book your iChat from there. I highly recommend it. And um, for the people that do not understand Pierre's French, it's full rev photography, <laughs> F-O-L-R-E-V.com. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying, you know. <laughs> yes. Thank you very much, Pierre, for joining me. Thank you. As I said, Thank you, so you are just a really genuinely nice man and very talented to boot. So it is 
an amazing boon for us to have you at our chapter. And I just love spending time with you. So thank you for joining us. Thank you so much. And um, keep listening for more episodes about our amazing Plateau Partners members. You have been listening to the Plateau Partners Pulse. Pulse.